0: Thank you all for stopping by. My name is Justin Gilly, and you're listening to the Rated JG Podcast. It,
1: to the show.
0: Figure it out. What is going on, everybody? Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of the Rated JG Podcast. Yes, I am alive and well Sorry for the very long hiatus. I think it's been like almost freaking six months since I've sat down and tried to record something. But I'm back nonetheless. I don't know how long for or whatever. But whenever I started this whole thing, I always uh, have been transparent with y'all and saying that this was never supposed to be a job or a uh, anything that was required of me. It was just always supposed to be for fun and something I enjoyed and. To be quite honest, I feel like I lost a lot of that enjoyment uh, for, you know, life and things come up and whatever it may be. But, yeah, I just wasn't really enjoying the podcast at all. It kind of became a little bit of a burden, and I always said whenever that happens, I'm going to walk away. But I am back now. I got a little little bug in, in my in my ear, and I was like, you know what? Let's do this. It's 2022, and see if we can't get back in the swing of things. It still feels weird to say 2022. But, yes, we are here we are back. I am alive and well, and I figured what would be the best way to welcome the podcast back into the the lovely airwaves than to bring back one of the one of my favorite segments and episodes that we do, and it is with my lovely wife, Miss Casey, and we are back for the seventh installment of Dun Dun
1: Dun,
0: just in case. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Yeah, so this will be. Uh, oh, dang! Sorry, I, I got to remember how to use my mics and everything <laughs> too. But yeah, we're. Uh, we, it's his first day. I feel like we're. God, it's it's almost foreign sitting down and doing this now. But yeah, so for those of you that don't know, just in case, or like our our, our that is a I guess a term that we use anytime that Casey comes on the podcast with me. Um, so yeah, all of this is rated JG, but whenever she's on with me, we call it just in case. And, uh, I guess about maybe a year ago, maybe a little more now that I think about it, probably about a year and a half ago, we sat down and did our first mental health episode. And, uh, it was essentially something that for, let me, let me just from the beginning, like nobody say this is the first time listening to the show. Um, we, about a year and a half ago, uh, Casey, was talking to me and just like started spilling out all these things about her mental health and like how she was just wanting to reach other people and felt like she had a lot on her chest to to say and whatnot. And I, uh, I said, why don't you get on the podcast? And you know, if we sit down and record and you don't like it, we can always throw it out and erase it or whatever. Or if you like it, you know, Hey, maybe it'll help somebody, but regardless, it's totally up to you. And we sat down and turned out really good you know she just started talking about things and we put it out in the world and a lot of people responded to it and got great i mean the amount of feedback we've gotten over the years of this like it's been overwhelming to say the least of how much positivity we've got which is crazy because um we don't know what we're talking about (laughs) (laughs) i start out with that disclaimer every time that we do one of these like i am not an expert casey's not an expert neither one of us are doctors we're, we have no idea what we're talking about. All we're doing is um, Casey's been gracious enough to open up and tell us about her mental health struggles. Um, she has been diagnosed since a very young age with severe anxiety, depression, um, all kinds of, I don't want to speak for you. I don't really know everything, but uh,
1: all kinds of fun things.
0: Yeah. And uh, this these particular episodes are just our way of talking about them and getting it off her chest and kind of explaining how we navigate the day-to-day life of that of uh, a couple that has somebody that suffers from mental illness and, you know, letting everybody know that it's not as abnormal as you think and, you know, we can figure it out together and uh, hopefully y'all get a little bit of humor and possibly, <laughs> you know, figure out a way to implement it into your own day-to-day life. But once again, we're just... We don't know what we're talking about. Y'all just seem to like these, so I felt like, you know what, let's talk about it. Because we were actually let's at, talk about it. We were actually at a dinner tonight, and there's been a, an absolute insane amount of stuff that has been going on in both of our lives since the last episode. I think the last one that we did was with Della Pearl or the last one I sat down, and I um, I say we, like you're on this every <laughs> time. But, um, last time I sat down, I interviewed my buddies at Della Pearl. They're a, an up-and-coming band, and we did a live stream with my boy Rubes at Rubes Brews, who, the guy who made our own uh, rated JG beer. But anyways, um, that was the last time that I actually sat down and recorded, and it had nothing to do with mental health. I, personally, I think that uh, rated JG as always, the, the premise behind it was I want to just talk about any and everything under the sun. Uh, I don't want to be, you know, pigeonholed into one specific topic or have to ha- adhere to any sort of guidelines. That's not what I'm all about. I just want to, you know, whatever, talk about what I want to talk about. And I've naturally gravitated towards music. I love music. I love listening to music i love going to concerts i love helping my friends get exposure for their bands it's probably the direction that i'm going to take all of this if i had the choice is going to be more towards music but i do get a lot of really like a lot of fulfillment on a selfish personal level hearing you know my wife talk about her issues and whatnot mm-hmm. so eloquently and basically getting it out into the in the putting it in the ether and letting other people hear about mm-hmm. it so tonight we were at dinner and we were talking and she had all these great things to talk about with our uh, changes that have been happening in the last six months or whatever and i was like you know what you should you want to go do a podcast i haven't wanted to do one in forever and i feel like you're dropping some knowledge on me right now <laughs> she was like let's go so um i guess a good starting point would be to tell everybody the biggest like major changes that you have personally gone through is, since the last time you came on, which I don't really know how long ago that was. It's but. been a minute.
1: Um, I know that a lot of the things that we've talked about with me on here, we've mentioned school quite a bit and things like that. Um, since we got on here last, I have now graduated with my um, bachelor's degree in Oh, my God, what's my degree? <laughs> well, community Health it's Services. Community Health Services. My God. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Congratulations. Hmm, congr- big girl, let's go. Don't even know what I'm degreed in. Okay. And then um, also I now have like an actual real-life big girl career. Um, and I've been working in it for the last, I don't know, four or five months or so. Um, so that's been really fun navigating that. So... Two, yeah, and those are probably like my two biggest changes.
0: Two huge changes, like big time. I mean, those are whenever you're, I guess, so far immersed in it, you don't realize how big of steps that you're taking because if you've, you've been a student for, you know, the better part of your adult life, yeah. you know, you switched career path or excuse me. Um, uh, majors. Majors and like, you know, I guess education paths. You switched it a couple times, mm-hmm. started out and. You I know, was
1: literally that, in school for nine years. Yeah. <laughs> God. That's, that makes me tired a- after, thinking about it.
0: <laughs> after you did the regular round. God. But yeah, so you started out as a student athlete. Um, She was a Division One softball player. Uh That didn't work out. She, you know, whatever. I, that's not my story to tell, but, you know, that didn't work out. And switched into a different program, and that didn't work out. And just never really found what was fulfilling to you, I don't mm-hmm. think. And, uh, you know, whatever. I was here through the whole situation. I was... <clears throat> Saw you go through all these different paths and whatnot, and that was in and of itself took a toll on your mental health, which is what we were talking about the first couple episodes, but now um, maybe that's a good place to start is now that you have completed these huge, huge tasks, like don't take that away from yourself. These are massive, you know, like you did the thing, like you you set yourself on a path and you, you succeeded and you got these, this degree and you we're in an honor society and you graduated with a high GPA and throughout all of that you were juggling, you know, being a supervisor at your job and working full time and, you know, we're both we're a two income household. We're paying for a roof over our head. We've you know, just day to day life and being a wife and being a, a coworker and a daughter and all this stuff. Trying to balance all of that is hard whenever you don't maybe the light at the end of the tunnel is a little bit dim. And then everything came to fruition pretty quickly and you got the degree. And I mean, goodness, almost immediately after Mm -hmm. you were pushed into this role of your big girl job. Mm -hmm. And what did that do to you? Because I'm sure that that's probably, you're probably torn because like, you know, in a way your identity was kind of like being a student Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and now that you've achieved the thing that almost seemed unachievable Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and then you're thrown into a career that would have I wouldn't say only have been achievable unless you had that degree, but it certainly helped. Right. What did that do to you?
1: Um, it was really weird. It was like a it was honestly overwhelmingly um amazing. And I don't use that word lightly when I say amazing. Like it was it's kinda of like a feeling that I don't even really know how to describe, like something I've been working at and for and towards for almost a decade. <laughs> like um, and I never like set out to get this one dream job or whatever. I'm not saying it like that, but it's, I just wanted to get a degree and settle down in a career. That's all I wanted. Um, and so once I finally got there, which I'm still there, <laughs> um, it's really crazy. Cause like, I am very much a self deprecating person. So it's really hard to, it's really hard not to struggle with that, like voice in your head. That's like you know, it doesn't really matter, blah, 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 whatever. But like, I have it now that I have things to back up the other voice that's saying you should be proud of yourself. You know, it's, it's kind of like this internal struggle, but I feel like I'm winning more than I'm losing with that necessarily. Um, sure. It's definitely been challenging because a lot of the times that I've spoke on my mental health and, you know, suffering with mental illnesses, not suffering, struggling with mental illnesses. Um, it's been a like, it's definitely been influenced by my negative surroundings, my negative environment, like things that were um, pushing against me, um, things that I was struggling with to succeed or struggling to accomplish or things like that. Um, so now I'm definitely in a, def- a huge, man, a, <laughs> I don't even know how to put it. I have a different perspective now from a different lens because now I have. "Quote unquote," succeeded, um, and just because you yeah. meet success doesn't mean that your mental health goes away. So it's like before I had a reason. I don't want to say I have a reason, but I had things that were obviously impacting me and right. my mental health that were negative. Mm-hmm. And so now I've got all these positives impacting me, and my mental health is still there.
0: Kind of like what's the catch?
1: It's like why? Yeah. <laughs> why can I not just be happy? Yeah. You know, which
0: yeah, I won't. I mean, even in that sentence alone, or that sentence, goodness, that explanation alone, there's a little bit of self deprecation in there, kind of like, oh, quote unquote, success. Like, I mean, like, success is a very broad term that could be interpreted a multitude of ways, but like, you have been successful. Like, I think that success is not easily defined by like one thing. You know what I mean? It's success could be looked at from a lot of different lenses from different people. And, you did succeed in a lot of things and you have succeeded. You know, you wanted to go to school and get your degree. And not only did you do that, you did it very well. And you finished it it, in an honor society with a good GPA. So that's success. And then you got this job that you initially thought was going to be, you know, a means to an end and you didn't really care about it. But based upon your hard work and consistency and willingness to learn and things like that, you were presented with an opportunity to make a day-to-day you know I'm putting up air quotes here job into a career Mm -hmm. I mean I'm not speaking for you but that's success in and of itself right there as well so Mm -hmm. you you did succeed and um, I feel like that's a cool thing that we get to shed light on to anyone that listens to this because I've said it over and over and over again if If five people listen to this, that's four more than I thought we're going to listen to. it. You know, I don't give a shit about numbers. Never have, never will. That's just not my goal. But like, I feel like a lot of the times that we do this stuff, uh, if you're ever, you know, in the mood to come on here and talk, like a lot of the feedback that we both get. And I stress both because, yes, this is, you know, the Justin's podcast. But when you come on, we Mm -hmm. get feedback. You get blown up in your your inbox and all that stuff but i think the fact that like you breaking it down to a real level mm-hmm. like you and i live a very normal life right <laughs> you know, we're yeah. we have you know bills we have a dog we are not we've got we both got two, we got two car notes you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we're as about as normal as you can get Our i would i would like to think but uh bringing it to light and you know telling people that like it's still not there is no cookie cutter way of going about it. I think that's a lot of the reason that why we get so much feedback is maybe letting people hear that they're not fucking crazy for feeling, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> feeling that way. And again, from my end, I'm lucky enough to not, you know, be diagnosed with, you know, anything that we've already spoken about, but you are, and it that is a part, you know, we're a team. So that that's kind of where this whole thing comes into play um, as far as talking about it. And like, that was a struggle over this time frame, you know, over the last six months, we've kind of summarized it in the first 10 minutes here, but everything that you just said sounds pretty, but it was a long journey to get there. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot that goes on behind the scenes, you know, that piece of paper, that diploma that's hanging on the wall, there's a lot of blood, sweat, and tears. There's a
1: lot of tears. <laughs> there's a lot of blood. Tears,
0: yeah. But like, it's, it is, <laughs> it is kind of hard, um, from like my perspective. So I'll, I'll talk on that to hear you almost like, I don't want to say downplay because that's not the correct terminology, but like you do kind of act like it's not a big deal that you've done all the things that you've done. And in a way I get that, you know, for sure. Like if I was in your shoes, you're, it's kind of weird, but as somebody who's married to you, who you do have, you know, A, B, and C mental health problems and, I'm like over here in the corner, freaking clapping my hands and get you a know, mic or you know, a freaking megaphone screaming from the mountaintops, like how proud I am of you. And like, like stop that. Let's <laughs> fucking go, dude. You should be so happy. Like, yes, this is what you've worked for. I've stayed up with you and cheered you on and seen all the blood, sweat, and tears, and tried to contribute any way that I can. And now that we've reached this, that's what's hard for me, somebody that's not in the same mental state as you i'm like i want to like grab you and like shake you like how are you not seeing mm-hmm. what you've done you know and you're like i don't know and i'm like that doesn't make any sense to me but it's a problem that you we have to figure out mm-hmm. and i think that we've done good um i say we i'm as like a, a married couple is what i'm speaking on because you do kind of need that extra nudge every now and then to maybe smell the roses i guess you could say yeah. i'm not acting i'm not telling you to walk around like your shit don't stink mm-hmm. but like in a in a certain time you do kind of have to look and give yourself credit for what you've done that's definitely
1: something that i feel like i can't do and it's not that i like can't it's that i'm too scared to because i've had the rug pulled out from under me so many times that doesn't that sounds like a poor pity me story i don't mean it to but like every time that i thought that i had success or i thought that i had something to be proud of to hang my hat on just the next thing came and just like slapped me in the face and I was like uh, wrong like right. whacked me back in the mole hill or the mole hole <laughs> mole. what's the whack-a-mole thing <laughs> and you and you like put them back in the holes,
0: back in the mole hole. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I mean, I totally get that. Like I said earlier, you know, it's almost like what's the catch? Right. Like okay, I've got the career, but like what this do I have to do? For like, me. like what's going
1: on? I've already been taught that this doesn't happen for me. Yeah. So like what what else is coming at right. me right now? But
0: you've settled into that role and you're doing really good, and you know you've been doing good. Um, you've been actually, it, it's cool because it you know my my work background up to this point, you know, I'm obviously in a new job now, thank God. But uh, my professional background was in management. Mm-hmm. And back in the day, you know, we, I used to try to talk to you about this stuff. And you would just look at me with a blank stare. Like, no, I don't, like... what are you talking about? What's a PNL statement? What's a balance sheet? What are you, what, what are you talking about? And now it's funny because you're on the management end and I'm not, and mm-hmm. I'm over here just like Smile smiling smiling like, from ear to ear. I'm like, yeah, let's go. Your degree's in
1: business and management and stuff like that. And I, my degree's in freaking healthcare. And I'm over here running a business <laughs> yep. and managing a team. It's like, I don't, <laughs> numbers get shoved up my face. And like what I used to look at, like Chinese, I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, I'm like sitting here in it. I understand what's happening and I can probably forecast what's going to happen based on these numbers and based on these calculations and this data shows me and i'm like oh my god i gotta record myself and show justin he's so proud of me
0: (laughs) well it's cool because uh you you know like i said you know i'm 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 replaying this in my head from years ago and you're staring at me like you said like i'm basically speaking a foreign language Mm -hmm. and just like what are you talking about and now i see you and it's like I'm like a little like I'm so proud of you. I'm like yeah, let's go, dude! And you're breaking all these numbers, and you're setting yourself you know goals for the fiscal year, quarters, and whatnot. Mm -hmm. I'm like let's fucking go! I'm so fired up, and it it's also funny because for anyone out there that's been in management, you'll know for sure what I'm about to say rings true. But I've always told Casey, I was like managing is. Easy. That's not easy. Is not the right word. But managing the job, it is what it is.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's achievable. Babysitting is impossible.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You don't realize how, quite frankly, how awful the general public is, and how <clears throat> hard it is to deal with Karens and you know just the mm-hmm. the regular day to day life, and then also dealing with people that are your employees, having to deal with you know every excuse in the book, and how it, it's different. Whenever you have a job that you just go to and you clock in and clock out, it's harder whenever you're responsible for a bunch of people that are underneath the blanket of your supervision.
1: Well, and it's, it's not even that. And like, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and tell you all my job title or where I work or anything like that, but I've been really blessed with the employees that I have. I've got employees that would literally bend over backwards for me. So it's not even necessarily me having to make sure they behave. It's like they want to do well. So they're always asking me questions. And they're always, hey, when can I pick up shifts? Hey, just want to clarify that this is when I'm supposed to get to work today. And I'm like, if you call me at 6 a.m. on a Sunday one more time asking me to clarify your schedule, we're going to have problems.
0: (laughs) Yeah, work-life balance for real. That that is definitely something that's difficult. And um, it's... I say it's funny because it is, but it's also very frustrating because I know exactly where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. You have to hold grown men and women's hands through life. You're like, mm-hmm. how in the world have you gone this far? Like your whole entire day you wear, act like it? Do you wear a fucking helmet like day to day? Like how <laughs> how do you like do you avoid sharp edges? How did you get this far <laughs> in life? Like oh my god! But it's the truth. Yeah, and it's a different set of struggles and stresses when you're not just worried about your performance mm-hmm. because essentially at the end of the day, your performance is a cumulative effort from the people that are underneath you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You could walk in every day and be a rock star, but if the 12, 15, 25 people that work underneath you Mm -hmm. are slacking, it doesn't matter.
1: Well, that's where, like, the mental health component comes in because I have to be – the type of leader that I want to be requires me to be more than myself every single day. So, like – Number one, I already struggle with mental illnesses and things like that on the day-to-day basis. But when I walk into my store, if I'm not bringing 125% of myself, someone's gonna, you know, fail from that. Like not necessarily fail, but they're gonna, they're gonna be impacted negatively by that. Um, I think a lot of it too, um, with my mental illnesses, that I like have the propensity to care a whole lot more and take a whole lot of things to heart. Um, not that I'm like... I don't, I'm not even talking about being sensitive. I just mean like I, like I truly care deeply like to my core about all of my employees. And that's like, that's something that's really hard to balance when you're also trying to run a business because I show up and I know that I have results and I know that my higher ups are requiring, um, different numbers and I know how to get them. But I also know that Jimmy A has had a really hard past week with his, Mom, and then you know, Susie Q over here, like literally just got kicked out of her house two days ago, so she's had a really hard time showing up to work. Like, yeah, and so it's like, I they don't my higher ups don't care, right. they're not the ones working with these people. Good. I am, yep, and so it's like me making sure that I am setting those expectations, um, but not losing who I am as a person because I feel like that's also something like I'll tell you everything wrong that I've possibly could bring to the table but the one thing that i do think that i do bring um a positive impact to the table is the way that i care about people and i feel like i could actually really help a lot of people in the role that i'm in sure but i how do you balance the two between succeeding in your you know your business and also making sure that you don't cross a line between being taken advantage of and being a good person for people you know
0: yeah absolutely and i think that that like there's there's probably a thousand pieces of literature that have been published that are like, this is how you are the perfect manager. This is how you run. Get, get out of here with that. Because like, right. every, every scenario is different. Every person is different. Every job is different. Every... I don't
1: even care about being the perfect manager. I want to be the perfect, that I want to be the leader that I want to be. Sure. I don't care what the perfect management style, you know what I mean?
0: Absolutely. And the fact that you use the word leader kind of in and of itself shows you where your head's at because there's a difference between a boss and a leader. Um, and that was, uh, the, like, the things that you're going through right now that you just expressed. I took a lot of pride in that as well when I was in your shoes, uh, because there's nothing. There is something that like it, it strikes a like a a nerve with you whenever an employee. A lot a lot of your employees are you know younger. Um, we'll leave that. I mean, they're not children, but they're mm-hmm. younger. And you came home recently and told me that like someone just wrote you a handwritten it's 2022 Mm -hmm. somebody gave you a handwritten note showing you that like just the the slightest form of gratitude just saying hey you know i'll whatever it'll remain anonymous but you know what i'm talking about an employee of yours wrote you a note saying that they see that you are trying to help them and you know you're available to them and they never had situ or never had any kind of um Management or supervisor or higher up, even give them the time of day, mm-hmm. and the fact that you did meant the world to them. That speaks to, like, number one, the kind of uh, leader that you want to be, number two, the kind of person you inherently are, but number three, like, you're w- we started all this talking about like success. Mm-hmm. That I feel like is a definition of success that you For can't, me. you can't even. You can't intangible. Yeah, you 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 can't quantify that because Mm -hmm. like that is something that it was just a handwritten note that you felt good about. But how much nerve did it take for that employee to sit down and find a piece of paper, find Mm -hmm. a pen, write that, find the right words to like that's Mm -hmm. that's the kind of stuff that's yeah. You went to school and got a degree. Your degree didn't come with that as a prerequisite. Mm -hmm. You know that's something that you learn in the day to day, and yet that is a uh, a byproduct of doing your job well, and that's just. That feels really good because I've I've felt that on my end in different ways. Mm-hmm. But that is something that you can't express unless it happens to you. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying?
1: It's like a feeling that you can't you like you can't even hope to get because you don't know what it feels like until it happens. You exactly.
0: Know? Yeah. And um, while you were talking about all of that, like you know how you're trying to find that work, life balance and whatnot, I feel like this is this right here gives us an opportunity to tell people out there that are in our position, you know, that we've already talked about as far as like, you know, married couple, young mental health issues and whatnot, like something that we struggled with, um, myself, I'll start out there. Like something I struggled with during all of this is, you know, we're human and everyone out there that has, excuse me, has a spouse or a significant other that is going through the things that Casey was going through, it's... Hard because on one hand, obviously I'm your biggest cheerleader. You know I'm screaming at my the top of my lungs to help you in any way that I can, and I'm just helping you with you know advice that you need on in business, or if you just need me to freaking come home and you just want me to hold you for thirty minutes <laughs> and not say a word, you this know. Is every day, <laughs> but like I, I get it. But also it's it is hard because when you get that initial taste or that initial. Um, pull into your job and you start to feel like it's more than your job, you are naturally going to give more to that. Mm -hmm. And you can't give more to something without possibly taking away from other things that Mm -hmm. already are.
1: You can only be a hundred percent of yourself. Yeah.
0: You can't, you know, spill over a cup that's already empty. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So like we, that's something that we had to, I guess, address was like, I'm over here, cheering you on can't wait to hear about your day when you come home and all the things you're learning and whatnot but also like whenever free time rolled around you're just dead asleep i'm exhausted you're exhausted and how in the world as a husband how could i be angry at you for being exhausted and tired from working you know however many hours a week and you know having your phone blowing up while we're at dinner on a date because up right now yeah (laughs) literally right now as we're doing this you know employees texting back and forth It's hard because you have to draw that line between, you know, your work and your life. But then Mm -hmm. there's also like your life, like day to day, like sleeping, taking a shower, brushing your teeth. And then there's relationships like Mm -hmm. you need to have extra in that tank. As a matter of fact, that was a big thing that we came to. That cup needs to be full first. Mm -hmm. You know, you and I are going to be number one regardless. Jobs are jobs, careers are careers. Mm-hmm. But like your marriage is something that's God given. And like that's something you need to give a hundred percent to. And I've, you know, had shortcomings on that, you know, in our life, and you've had shortcomings on that. But like right now, this is something that we've never experienced because we're both in a career setting. Mm-hmm. We're both there is no other, there is no more school. Mm-hmm. There is no more sports. You know, right. like it's 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 work and marriage. And those two things aren't, like, mutually exclusive. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they're, they're, you need to have enough to give over. I also,
1: like, in this, like, coming back into my mental health, one of the things that, you know, a product of me being diagnosed with what I am diagnosed with, a lot of a lot of who I am is not necessarily depression. I am not depression. I'm a person that has depression. I understand that. But that also – me being so on fire for something or i don't care about it i'm a very passionate person or i don't give a shit so it's (laughs) like you know with my job like i had like i saw for the first time like my potential to reach people that i didn't even think that i had like i get fired up doing these like imagine you know I've, i've not even imagined this is real i've got 30 people looking to me to direct them in their life literally like and so i like that's that fires me up i'm all for it i'm an extremely passionate person and whenever you tell me that i could possibly do x y and z like i'm going to hit the ground running and that's it's like going to consume me and that's a great thing but it's also a very negative thing too because at what point do you draw the line and for me when i do draw that line that means that somebody's going to hurt from that. So it's either I have to pick between, and and I know this isn't real, but like I have to pick between my husband and 30 people that need me. Obviously, I'm going to pick my husband every time. But whenever you're in that moment, it doesn't seem like you're picking. You know what I mean? It's like you're just so fired up and so passionate about what you're doing right then and there because it's making a difference that you don't realize that Yeah. Without picking, you're picking.
0: And then, like that, even that, like in that choice, you're picking, what you think is picking might not actually come off the right way because, like, that's where, like, love languages come into play. Mm -hmm. Like, your love language is, like, physical touch and, like, quality time. Like, Mm -hmm. you just, like, are the, you're definitely that person that walks on the door. You're like, "Ah, I had a bad day. Hold me. (laughs) And I'm like, that's just not me. Like, I, Mm -hmm. I, I, I will be that for you a thousand times over but like that doesn't fill me up the way that it fills you up you mm-hmm. just need that so therefore in your mind when you're making that choice you know like I gotta choose between my, my husband or my job or whatever you come home and you making that choice is you going to sleep on the couch next to me
1: mm-hmm.
0: well that may fill you up but I'm still empty because I'm like that doesn't do shit for me it's like like, like it's congratulations you fell asleep next to me me <laughs> fighting to keep my eyes open right but like you're like you you feel like that was perfect like yes like I finally got to choose you know my marriage in this one little small instance and it made you feel good but in reality I didn't realize that it was like kind of bothering me and this is Mm -hmm. also by the way disclaimer we're not just airing out shit like we've talked about this a million times Mm -hmm. but like I was like man I'm not getting what I need from you Mm mm-hmm And then that's where, you know, talking and sitting down and finding time to figure things out. I'm like, okay, how do I portray that to you? Because in your mind, you're doing everything right. You're not at work. You're not on your phone. Mm -hmm. You're next to me. But, yeah, you're asleep. You're you're physically here, but you're not here. Mm -hmm. My love language is acts of service. Like, Mm -hmm. let me cook you dinner. Let me sit next to you and take you out to dinner and talk about our day. Let me. I don't know, like, but that
1: and that's yours. Yeah, that, but
0: that—that's what I'm saying. So, right. like, that. How can I expect you to meet all of my needs if I've never even really told you that that's what mm-hmm. I'm expecting? So, long story short, like, this is all of these things are going on behind the scenes. Like, at, like this. This all started because we were talking about your diploma on the wall mm-hmm. and your job and all these positives. But there's a lot of things that happen that aren't directly connected to those. Cause when you think of college and career, you don't think of all the shit we just laid out, but mm-hmm. they are, they are a byproduct of it because life doesn't slow down. If anything, it just keeps going. It, it mm-hmm. has, you know, no mercy for anyone, but we've kind of, I wouldn't say kind of, you know, I'm very proud of the way that we've figured this out because I feel like we're in a really good spot and we've learned how to like listen to each other mm-hmm. and how to, Basically, not make the other person feel stupid for what matters to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which Just because you
1: don't understand doesn't mean it's not real. Yeah,
0: and exactly. And I think that you and I both were guilty of that. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, why in the world do you? How and how does this check all the boxes for you? And then. I hear myself say that and I'm like, well, who am I to judge what boxes should be checked? Cause right. it's not me. Cause you're ju- checking all of your own
1: boxes and you're mad that I'm not satisfied. Yeah. I'm like, that does nothing for me. Yeah, exactly. I don't care about that. Like, yeah. thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. But like, what I really need is such and such and yeah. you're the same way.
0: For sure. Which is a big part of stuff that we've like had to in yeah. our marriage and all of this. It was very much like a learning process mm-hmm. and at the end of the day, regardless of what problem gets brought up or what kind of issue gets thrown at us, it's exactly that. It's a problem or an issue. It's not an end-all, be-all. Mm-hmm. Problems and issues can be solved. You know what I mean? It's got to just – it takes two people, and that's something that we've had to really deal with and whatnot in the face of all of the positive things that we're talking about. Mm-hmm. You know, hey, we, you know, in your mind, you've – both of us. I went to college. I got my career, like – you want those things for so long.
1: <clears throat>
0: then once you have them, you're kind of like, now mm-hmm, what? Mm-hmm. Like, and we're, we both had that kind of like, mm-hmm. look in your look in our eyes like, well, okay, like we're, we are where we were wanting to go. There now was, what? So <laughs> the know?
1: The thing that I've kind of come to learn is that like people like us, like who have been forced to fall in love with the process, yeah. not the outcome. Like, we don't even care about the outcome anymore because we need a process like the entire time. Mm -hmm. And we need something to be working for Mm -hmm. like the entire time. And I've said it a million times. If I'm not chasing something, then I better be running from something. Cause Mm -hmm. whenever you're stagnant, you get nowhere Mm -hmm. and it's not that you're just not going anywhere. It's you're going backwards. Mm -hmm. And so I think with us, like just constantly trying to do more, be more, go further. Like that's, that's inherently who we are
0: uh, yeah I mean I would agree for sure and we another thing that we were talking about at dinner was like um, how like I, I I mean I guess I guess the topic originally got brought up because of like New Year's resolutions and blah 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 and the most cliche res- resolution across the board is fitness or right. health or whatever and I can say that wholeheartedly number one because it's true but number two I worked in the fitness you know realm for 10 years of my life you know in a management setting for five years of that so like i mean there's nothing having to do with the gym or health or fitness that i mm-hmm. haven't been exposed to in some capacity and i love it and i suffered like like okay you were saying like constantly chasing and whatever mm-hmm. i think it's pretty much universally accepted that fitness and health is the most positive like I don't know, addiction. That's not the right word, but like the most positive habit you could have, taking mm. care of yourself. Of course, you can take that to the nth degree. You know, if you're a professional bodybuilder, you're not healthy. You know, you're on steroids. Right. You have a caffeine addiction. Your yeah, are not okay. Yeah, your skin is paper thin. You know, like your your cardiovascular health is in the toilet. generally speaking. But what by I'm the saying, way you yeah, never know who's going to
1: listen. This would be like uh, wrong. Right,
0: like, whatever you know. But what I'm saying is like you were talking about like you needed to have something to chase and whatnot fitness and health have always been something that I thoroughly wholeheartedly love. Right now, I don't have a six pack when I take my shirt off, but I'm healthy. I feel good. I use the gym for like that release and for for just turn the, turn the world off for an hour or so every day. You don't have that because you're not that person and that's totally fine. But you finding that i almost feel like you have in a way like found your release in your job mm-hmm. but that's a double-edged sword because the job does come with a lot of feedback right you know whether it be positive or negative it's a lot to take in mm-hmm. and um that's like how how do i like grab you be like go to the gym with me it'll make you feel mm-hmm. better well no it won't because mm-hmm. it's not <laughs> you're not me you know it's what i'm saying you asked me further right and that's what we were talking about at dinner is like yeah it's I, I wish that, you know, cause you, you find comfort and solace in things that I don't like you love to read. Mm-hmm. Last year, my resolution was to read. I didn't read a freaking page. <laughs> I didn't read shit this year. You know what I mean? But like, I enjoy reading. I just don't ever pick it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And you enjoy going to the gym, but you're like, you're never going to just mm-hmm. wake up at 4am and go r- run to the gym. That's just not your mm-hmm. thing. I get it. But finding that for you i feel like that you're but like i feel like you're kind of in that spot right now trying to figure out something that will give you a release that's outside of work mm-hmm. you know what I i'm mean? just
1: trying to i'm trying to navigate waters that i've never had to navigate before like and i always talk about you know x y and z experiences i have a lot of different experiences that i've been able to learn from and grow from and take with me um this is, like, like nothing that I could even relate to. Like, I've never gone through anything like this before. And so that's where, like, like usually if there's, like, a somewhat new experience, I, like, at least have some sort of a baseline sort starting point. And, like, now I have – I don't know where the – I don't know my head for my ass nine times out of ten because I've never <laughs> been here before. Like, I've never been anywhere similar before. So just trying to learn how to navigate this. For <laughs> sure.
0: And you've done great. I mean, you've handled it with – about as much grace and humility as you can you know you're a human and I think that a big thing that um you have a leg up on the opportunity is um or on the opportunity leg up on like the opposition is people think of the term like mental health mental illness whatever they think of it as a blanket negative like (laughs) you can't overcome this like it like you said earlier it defines you and it doesn't but you having all of these things that essentially could be looked at as a setback, you have all of those obstacles to overcome in your day-to-day life. So therefore, when you get faced with other adversities, you're kind of like, ah, piece of cake. Yeah. You know, we can figure this out.
1: Oh, that's all? Yeah, Shoot. I can,
0: you can figure out how to do a profit and loss statement. You can't figure out how to make serotonin appear I mean, you know, in your brain. I'm you sitting what, my
1: God. <laughs> yeah. I, there's a meme I literally just saw. It was like, so you're trying to tell me I've got all this free serotonin floating around in my brain and my receptors are just like, mm, no, I'm good. I don't want it. <laughs> Okay, sure. Yeah,
0: it's, but like I said, you know, you deal with that stuff all the time. So like regular day-to-day problems probably seem minuscule where they seem like a mountain to other people because you deal with stuff like that day-to-day, like that we can't, you're fighting an invisible, you know, opponent. And um, one thing that has been pretty cool from my end, like watching you is uh, our friend group is, you know, pretty, pretty close and somewhere along the lines over the last couple years, I guess, like, we've kind of... Maybe it's because of the podcast. Um, people just kind of find comfort in, like, bringing that stuff to you mm-hmm. because you have hands-on experience with it. And, like, that's kind of got to make you feel good um, <clears throat> that people feel the the comfort level to, you know, just kind of say, hey, just so you know, I heard what you said the other day on the podcast, mm-hmm. and it's thanks for making me not feel stupid. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, that. people deal with it, you know?
1: It, like, almost makes everything that I've gone through, like, have a purpose, have a meaning, mm-hmm. like, a lot of things I've gone through, or put myself through, you know, you kind of think about it, and it's like, everyone's like, oh, well, you know, there's a positive that you can take from this, bubble. and you're like, what, where, like, <laughs> and, and this kind of, like, helps all of that, like, pain that I've been through before, like, have meaning, like, whenever I know that, or if I can help somebody, like, I didn't go through all that pain for nothing. I'm mm-hmm. getting something from it here. And so it's almost like a selfish thing, maybe. Like, if I can help somebody else with sure. what they're going through, that means that everything I went through wasn't just for shits and giggles. Like, sure. <laughs> it wasn't for nothing. Right.
0: And it's not in the past either. I mean, it is. In right. the past. I mean, it's not over. You're not going to just.
1: It's never going to be over. <laughs> oh, back,
0: back when I dealt with those things. Oh, they're still going to happen. But yeah. you're just equipping yourself with the, you know, the mm-hmm. necessary I guess, weapons to combat it. You know what well, I'm cause saying? Because
1: every, everything that I go through, like good or bad, every experience I have in my whole entire life, I'm taking depression with me. I'm taking anxiety with me. I'm taking all of my stuff with me. And so it's, it. like I said, I, you can't ever just put it down. And just experience something without anything, any of it. So, like Mm -hmm. right now, like I was saying, like I have all these good things going on for me right now, and I still have depression. I still have anxiety. Like, so do you think that
0: you knowing and noticing that you've dealt with these things before, you're aware that you have depression, you're aware that you have anxiety, you're aware you have, you know, ADD. Do you think that knowing you also have like support and a fallback plan and like people in your corner do you think that that helps you whether you start to think about it or not do you think that that helps you overcome the things that might have seemed impossible
1: um at some points in my life yes and at some points it makes it almost harder because you sit there and you think and you know that you have support but then you also have this like devil in your head saying okay but they're fucking tired they're sick of hearing about your shit, Casey. Like I know that they said that they're gonna be there forever and they will be, but like I'm sure they are tired of hearing the same things over and over and over again. Like you've exhausted that resource already. Go to a different one. That's or and and the thing is is that like a normal healthy person knows they have support. But a person yeah. like me is like, okay, but how long am I gonna have support for? Because I've already worn them out. I'm wearing myself out. How much longer yeah. is it gonna take till they wear out and quit on me too? Like
0: sure. That's crazy. I would have never thought of it like that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, I, once again, this is the conversation. Y'all are getting a, glim- a glimpse into our. We, mm-hmm. we talk about this shit all the time, but that's like that blows my mind because I'm like, at what point did you look at me and be like, you know what, Justin's tired of me today? One <laughs> like, day, at least once. <laughs> that's crazy. That's to what me. I'm saying.
1: I'm like, I. It's exhausting. I know. I exhaust myself. I can only imagine what I do to people around me. <laughs> Honestly, it sounds sad, but I mean it. Like,
0: <laughs> okay, so. On that note, like on the uh, the mental health, like exhausting, like whatever, I've noticed this from from this I I've never spoken to you about this, but like I noticed that it is there's a lot of exposure to it online now. Like there's jokes, there's memes, there's entire TikTok like <clears throat> pages that are like joking about mental health mm-hmm. kind of like I guess like what we do but it, they do it way more lightheartedly because we do whatever we, we talk about it the way that we talk about it but do you think that that stuff is helpful yes like, that people make light about it like not make fun of it but mm-hmm. they're almost like mm-hmm. okay what you just talked about that uh that meme about mm-hmm. oh you got all this free serotonin like where can mm-hmm. I you think that that helps or does that does that like make it makes do help oh, mm-hmm. sorry tongue tied do you think that those things are beneficial to people or do you think some people look at them and like oh my god now I feel even worse they're making fun of me?
1: No, I I don't think that. I mean, I can't speak for everybody, but for me, um it helps me like sit there and level with a stranger that I've never met before, but I know that this has made someone else chuckle or laugh it kind of help make things not so serious, like a very serious, a very negative thing maybe not so serious maybe not so negative at that point because we're joking about serotonin levels and it's funny it's not funny in real life but like in that moment it makes it not so dark not so twisty you know yeah
0: maybe the like the people are also feeling what you're feeling right it's not like a you're foreign, not by yourself yeah oh huh. Okay, because I've always wondered that. I'm like, okay, would this be helpful? It or does is it like add fuel to the fire? Whenever,
1: whenever it's real, whenever it's like a real, they're talking about serotonin. They're talking about receptors in the brain, the neuroceptors, all types of things like that. They know what they're talking about. Yeah, um, it's different. Whenever a person that doesn't have mental illnesses sits there and jokes about how crazy X, Y, and Z person is, ha ha ha. That's not funny. Yeah, you don't. It's it's one of those things that it's like. If you have it, sure, let's joke about it mm-hmm. because it's funny with us. But if yeah. you don't have it and you have no idea the struggles that we've had to go through, yeah. don't sit there and joke with me about it. Yeah. If I'm bringing it up to you, then yes, that's that's hilarious. But don't sit there and make fun of somebody thinking that it's going to be a funny, lighthearted joke yeah. whenever you don't know what you're talking about.
0: But no, I feel like that was cool. Like I, that Y'all basically just got a complete regurgitation of everything that we talked about at dinner. And I was like, I feel like other people could maybe get something from this. Yeah. So that'd be a good way to break the seal and get back into the whole podcast world because man, I have not wanted to do this at all, yeah. which is so weird. Cause I used to enjoy this so much, but it just got to the point where I was, I don't know. It was supposed to be fun. And I don't know, somewhere along the line, whenever
1: of, expectations are put on someone else's fun, then it's not fun anymore.
0: Yeah. You said it, not me, but yeah, <clears> it was, um, I don't know, man. I, I fell out of love with what this was and, um, I always said the second that I started to feel like it was a job, I'm going to walk away, and I did. And, you know, six months later, we got
1: the... Got the wheels turning again, I think.
0: Yeah. And we have a lot, like, uh, like, to summarize this, we've already been going for almost an hour, but I just feel like it was a good time to come back and talk about something that means a lot to me. You have a good way of articulating things that, like, are happening in our lives that I can't explain. So uh, a lot of our mental health stuff, a lot of these episodes have been negative. You Mm -hmm. know, not negative, but just kind of touching on shit that isn't the best. That's heavier. But right now, I feel like we've got the chance to talk about a lot of good stuff. You know, like you do have an awesome career now, and you've got your degree that, you know, school beat you down to a pulp. And I left my god forsaken awful job <laughs> and wouldn't wish that upon anyone and now i'm happy in my mm-hmm. you know current employment and you know I, i'm just like we finally have a lot of good things and it took a lot of uh you th- just right whenever you think you got it all figured out life smacks you in the face and tells you you don't mm-hmm. and you have to adapt and we've both had to go through a bunch and i was like you know what this is cool because
1: we're still adapting from
0: somebody who had who Has mental health issues such as yourself, it doesn't define you and you keep having more and more little victories and they're adding up and I'm very proud of you and you and I are going on what I will say selfishly is a very much needed vacation oh my god we are going to steamboat springs colorado Colorado. for the steamboat music fest and i've never been more excited for anything in my entire freaking life and i'm (laughs) so excited to get the hell out of town not think about anything yes and go to colorado with all of our friends and listen to music and hang out and shut the world off for a little bit and i'm so excited yes we said that that's going to be one of our resolutions not even a resolution but a goal is to travel more and we've already got so much on the Um. docket this year. I'm excited. So I, uh, I can't wait. And to close everything out, we hope that y'all don't number one, don't think that this is what this podcast is only about. Like we just, uh, every now and then I ask Casey to come do this with me because it's something that is, you know, on my heart and I feel like it's necessary and, you know, maybe some people could pull good from it and Casey likes to do it. And, but like,
1: this was kind of like a fractionated mental health one, though. Sure. It wasn't like an actual full mental health episode. It was like mental health and life updates. Life,
0: for sure. So we are, uh, hopefully I can find the, the uh, motivation to keep doing this and maybe fall back in love with it. No promises. But for now, this was, uh, this was enough to get me back in the door for the time being. And I always enjoy doing these for y'all and KCI. I love whenever you come on here and talk and I feel like people can gain a lot of knowledge from you. And if you don't like this kind of stuff, I'm so well, then, smart. then scroll on, <laughs> listen to the next fucking episode. I don't know what Toodaloo, to tell you. Sorry. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but for all of y'all that stuck around this long, thank you. We appreciate you. And remember, as long as y'all keep listening, I'll keep talking. We'll see you next time.